This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff One Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition of Monday Mini, where we just do whatever we want, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For 10 to 15 minutes, maybe even 20, who knows? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And today is my turn. Uh, So I had an interesting conversation just recently, um, in which uh, it ended with them saying, you're being too self-deprecating. And I, I had a moment of like, wait, hmm. So we have, we've been talking about this book that we've been th- going through. I've talked plenty of how I, I have a lot of anxiety when it comes to um, my speech and or being on a podcast or being seen in general. I have a huge anxiety about being live. So when we, whenever we're asked to do anything live, I literally have a panic attack at that point in time. And there's a lot. There's a lot that as someone who has gone through a lot, I have many, many of uh, mental health stuff that I have to address constantly. And, you know, you, know, I've ta- you and I have talked about the fact that for us, because it's most likely trauma-related, it's not something that's just going to disappear. It's not something that we can, like, let go of or breathe through or take a medicine just to get past it, I guess. Because there's a lot to uh, these types of uh, trauma that has a reactionary thing in order to be uh, self-protecting, I guess, in a, in a matter of ways. And I th- Self-deprecation is something that I do use as a way of coping and or as a way of interacting with people because I do have a lot of anxiety uh, around people, performance anxiety, all the things. I've got it. As in fact, talking about this right now is making my heart pound a little heavier, a little faster to the point that I also decrease my caffeine intake because I think it affects how I uh, perform or and or the anxiety when I perform or do anything in general, anything. Yeah. 
Me too. anything. <laughs> so it's interesting because I've talked to other women, as in fact, past hosts have talked about their own issues like this. And the fact that they actually took um, something for it before they would perform, and I mean prescribed, not just like... <laughs> <laughs> self-medicating. <laughs> it really is prescribed. I had right. a friend who was an artist and had severe anxiety um, and she was prescribed like, I believe, well, blood thinners, but a very low dosage because it's supposed to like, you know, the constriction of the heart makes it more like that your nervous system re- overreact. All these things. I'm sure people are out there like, that's not how it goes. <laughs> you can let me know how it goes. But, you know, just, just, in, just the mere fact that it is a thing. And honestly, it's been more with women that actually talk about it, not necessarily that have it, but have talked about it. Like, I've not talked to many men who've talked about these things mm-hmm. or they don't acknowledge it. Perhaps. I don't know. But again, so last night we did, uh, we had an, an, a social event. I do not go out for social things. <laughs> and it's, again, after the pandemic, I think it's, I've gotten so much worse. I am that type of introvert that can perform and socialize and be on it, as you would say, if I need to be. But it is so exhausting for me that I have to go home for like a couple of days by myself to recharge because it took a lot of energy for me to get to that point. I think my threshold for that has gotten smaller. Mm-hmm. So a little bit anxious about that. But a part of the being on thing is self-deprecating. Um, and that term did come out in a way that I was talking about being very nervous about doing something. We're doing the audiobook. When it comes to podcasting, Christina, our super producer, is amazing and very patient in making sure that we don't sound like babbling, uh, you know, incoherent people. And I love her for that. So knowing that she does that makes me feel a lot better because she does make us sound good. It's just me and you, right, Annie, when we mm-hmm. record. There's no one else present. I am in a dark room, essentially, with Annie. And so therefore, I feel a lot better or at least a little more confident. And I still stumble quite a bit, even when it's the two of us. But I'm not as anxious about that. But... So we were talking about doing the book where we were going to be in a legit studio with a producer in front of us that we've never worked with, that mm-hmm. that this is their like expertise. They work with actors. They work with voice actors. They work with professional readers. And then also having someone in our ear directing us and being told podcasters are really surprised by this process because it's so different from podcasting. So all of that makes me really, really, really anxious reading a book. Again, I still have the, you know, you can't do this in the back of my head. So I was just talking about how I was very anxious and talking about the differences and why I'm anxious. And and like, because it was kind of a flip it. You can do this. And I'm like, yeah, you think you can, but you don't understand that leading up to this is making me feel so over the top anxious. The building up the expectations in my head, the the fear of failure, it's, it's right on top of me. Uh, and I know you feel this too, to the point that we've talked about that I think I'm I maybe have symptoms of narcolepsy because I have been exhausted for no reason. I've just been sleepy the entire last week to the point my partner's like, you're sleeping more. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is not a good sign. I think this is it's happening because of these things. Um, and I found that interesting when they're like, oh, you're just being self-deprecating. I, I, you can't, I can't deal with this and walked away. And I kind of had a moment of like being pissed off. And I was like, okay, I get it. I get people don't want to be around someone who is negative all the time. <laughs> and I have gotten that accusation and they're not wrong. 
I am a pessimistic individual when it comes to things. <laughs> Part of that is that, you know, because I am afraid to fail, so therefore if I bring it out and I am wrong and I don't fail, then that's a great surprise. But if I do fail, you're not surprised and I already set that up. <laughs> kind of like double whammy. Like uh-huh. being a pessimist to me has always been the way to go because if it goes better than you think, then you're going to be rewarded. If it goes as you expected, then you just met your expectations. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> win-win, but not win-win type of moment. And it also made me think about the fact that what is self-deprecation? Where does it come from? Who uses it? And I did. I found some articles that I think is interesting because I, I, my Google, I said, hey, what's trauma, self-deprecation, women? Those were my keywords. And here's something that, that one of the articles said, uh, uh, talking about women and self-deprecation and how they use it. It says that part of the reason that might be used is because of trauma. So here's the article. It says, trauma and survivors of many different forms of trauma, such as uh, life-threatening accidents, events, sexual abuse, emotional trauma, and generational trauma, uh, typically have low self-esteem. Before trauma, an individual usually believes in their ability to exercise good judgment and stay safe. However, after a traumatic experience, much of that trust is destroyed, which can leave the person to feel doubt, fear, helplessness, shame, and feeling they are to blame, um, all eroding self-esteem. So I thought that was an interesting article because it's true. Just as if like the blank canvas thing, everybody comes out with, outside of like mental health stuff, um, the idea that you are confident in yourself or you're you don't know that you can't do it that's not a thing but if you have been decimated uh your emotions your uh, safety then that that is destroyed whatever was there has probably been damaged by whatever traumas you've gone through a lot of people including myself as a way of defensiveness is to be self-deprecating because at the very least you control that narrative no matter how negative it sounds. And I thought that was an interesting as a way of have a conversation of like, yeah, I, I get that this can be really wearing and you really want to correct it. But having someone immediately be like, stop doing that to yourself. It's not really helpful. It's not something that comes off with uh, love. You're being criticized for a defense mechanism that you built to survive trauma. Now, Should we go through uh, just hating ourselves and go through self-deprecation? Of course not. That's not what I'm saying at all. But the conversation also comes back to the fact that self-deprecation may not be as bad as everybody wants to say that it is. And I say this in like a way of understanding how we cope. So if this is something that we have to use to cope, it is a survival tactic once again. And that needs to be understood um, and not dismissed. Uh, There was a conversation, and I think this was applying to men more so than women, because there was a comparison about the fact that when men use self-deprecation, they're rewarded as being humble. Mm -hmm. And when women use self-deprecation, they are showing that they are lesser. Mm-hmm. They're proving the lesser of themselves. So I found that interesting as well. So when I when I did see articles that says self-deprecation may not be as bad as you think, it was referring to the fact that it can seem like it's humility. You're able to lead well with self-deprecation because you're able to show your own faults and show how to lead that way. So, of course, this was applied to men in, tip, in typical order. There wasn't one article when a woman was talking about 
comedy in that fact that she put that, you know, like had a moment in Instagram and it was self-deprecating. And many people came in like, you're not this, you're not that. No, you're wonderful. All these things. And then one person saying, you know, when you do this, you really make yourself look bad and women look bad, which pissed her off. And I understandably, because she was like, but this is not about you. This is about me and the way that I feel, the way I needed to express myself today. And the self-deprecation may not be what you think it is. Just because I use words that seem like harsh, it may be a legitimate thing. Like, I have to use this to myself in order to know that I'm okay, weirdly enough. So there was a whole level of that process that came through because I was like, you know, I get it because I will always use self-deprecation. That is not something that I will ever be able to let go of ever. That won't be a thing. But being, even if it is in the most negative light, if I'm doing it in the like, I'm really self-harming by using this thing, having someone come at me and tell me I'm wrong and I'm doing something wrong, not helpful. And I, I really had that moment of like, wow, I'm not, I, again, being a negative Nelly. Sorry, Nelly's out there in the world. <laughs> if, you're, if you're named Nelly. Um, it's not Nelly wonderful. Nelly Furtado rolling. <laughs> rolling around so angry at me. Um, cannot believe you pulled that out of a hat. <laughs> that was one of the first CDs I ever bought. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I do think of Nelly, the rapper. The rapper, yeah. That was my second, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this whole conversation that, like, we, we really need to understand and, and have a deeper understanding of trauma and what it is. And, and the fact that people do cope differently and being dismissive of it, especially when it comes to anxiety and especially when it comes to something that I am really nervous about. Like it is, I'm going to have to take something <laughs> to sleep the night before, I think, prescribed, prescribed something. <laughs> um, because I think it's, it's, it's overwhelming for me, even though after it, I'm going to think that it's so silly that I was that freaked out, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But to this point, this is where I am. And to dismiss it as if I'm wrong does not help. Only It only builds up the anxiety I already had. Right. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. There's a lot of things in this conversation that remind me of other things we've talked about around, like, for instance, uh, filler words and saying sorry and how women use that. Um, and then the the articles that come out that are, you know, largely from written by men and or just from a very corporate uh, perspective that it's like, don't do that. It makes you look weak. It puts you in a weaker position. And it's like, it's not necessarily... We're, we're once again just putting how men do things at the top and 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 when how women do them we're ignoring or judging them by how men use them. And this is all very gendered and stereotypical, but it's true. Like the way women say sorry has been different right. than the way men do it. And it is a very conversational thing. And it is very much just of like, hey, I'm, I'm with you. I see you. Or it is a very th- something from trauma of like, Hey, I, I mean no harm. Like, right? It, there's a bunch of other things going on that can't fit into like a five point business article. That's like, hey, stop doing that because right. you'll never get a raise. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. But that's the other part to that is like, it's not what we have said. It's just be just existing. Right. That in itself has already given us, you know, disadvantage. So it doesn't matter what we do um, mm-hmm. in playing the game and, and, and having that conversation. Because if you're too confident, then you may not get right. that either. And right. then you become the b- And it's mm-hmm. interesting, too, because the same conversation about being humble and all that, they talked about women use self-deprecation to actually take up space. Like, this is the way that they actually are able to talk about themselves and mm-hmm. something about themselves. And I'm right. like, exactly. That This is a bigger part. Like, I'm able to express how I feel and how anxious I am through this kind of conversational way that it seems uh, harmful sometimes, and it can be harmful sometimes. I mean, I think anything can be harmful. Being too confident can be harmful. But uh, like having that conversation that maybe women are using self-deprecation to take up space, whether it's the right way or the wrong way, but they're doing something in order to balance out that weight, essentially. And I thought that was interesting, too, because like exactly it's it may not be the way you would want it to go, but they're doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of points to that, too, of just all the other things we get told of, you know, you can't be too confident and and being self-deprecating is a way to to take up space in that and because you can't be too confident so here is a way i can like talk about myself right but not be the bitch. right it's just like so much going on of <laughs> kind of very strategic and uh, like 
yeah. almost instinctive of like I well I couldn't I couldn't get this when I was confident so let me try this way <laughs> right you know that's the, that's the thing is like I, th- I think it, we have to be really careful and again there's a difference being harmful and um intervening because you are worried because of whatever reason but also the tactic that you use are you pushing someone away are you pulling someone in or are you telling them to be quiet essentially and that kind of happened it felt like i needed to be quiet Mm -hmm. so yeah those are my thoughts (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) there you go yeah if you want more information about some of the articles i've been reading uh let let us know we'll definitely send it to you but again if you do look up all of those keywords it does have to-do lists of how not to do that and how harmful it can be and again i'm not saying it's not because yes there's a there's a level for sure but i also think there is the other side that we don't talk about too often about what why why we do this and why we should accept it to a certain degree right Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I tell you, I, I, before when we were talking about this, these parties always bring out... <gasps> so many dots. <laughs> we're not used to interacting with anyone anymore. It's a whole social project now. <laughs> it is. Our next party, <laughs> what oh. will we be discussing? So many um, Well, <laughs> listeners, if you have any thoughts about this, you can let us know. You can email us at stephadiamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I Never Told You. We're also on YouTube. We do have a book coming out. You can pre-order it at stuffyoushouldreadbooks.com. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Y'all are amazing. Thank you. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Step on Never Told You's production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.